Last week we um, we looked at <clears throat> Acts 12, and we're going to pick up there where we didn't last week. Um, <clears throat> the story of Peter uh, being thrown in prison at the hands of of um, <clears throat> Herod. Um, before I start, does anybody need a copy of the map? Have you got one? Maybe you didn't bring it, but you've got one. We're going to look at that a little bit this morning. I've got a few copies if you need one. Okay. Uh, Herod put James to death. Um, he's uh, John's brother, the first apostle to die. And it pleased the Jews, Scripture says, and so he he got he got a hold of uh, of Peter and threw him in jail with the idea of killing him. And yet, <clears throat> verse five of of chapter twelve tells us, but prayer was made for him fervently by the church. He was between two. Soldiers handcuffed, and the Lord tapped him on the side and said, Get up, put your clothes on, put your shoes on, and let's get out of here. Bill's paraphrase. And they did. And he went to Mary's house, the mother of John Mark, and he was there, and he told them to report the things to James. This is the Lord's brother, not the man that had just been killed but the Lord's brother, and he left and went to another place. I've told you that this was the end of Peter. I need to pick up a feather there. Actually, uh, in the, um, 20, uh, or the 26th chapter, I can't believe I left my notes at home, but that, that's okay. Uh, they... Uh, uh, Peter at the Jerusalem Council is mentioned again, so I'm a little wrong in what I told you. But the character, his story, and what he he did, I'm correct in that he leave act, he leaves Acts at that point. Um, but we do have two or three verses when he again talks about his um, trip to Cornelius' house and uh, in. In Acts uh, 26. 15. 15. Thank you, Art. 15. Okay, we're going to pick up with verse uh, 20 because this is where we left off last week. And this is Herod. Now, we talked about Herod a little bit. This is Herod Agrippa I. Now, later on, we'll talk about Herod Agrippa II, but this is Herod Agrippa I. Now, let me say... A little bit more. His his grandfather was Herod of Tiberius. We're going to see that in just a minute in Scripture. So um, Herods are still prominent there. They were people, uh, descendants of Esau, and they were very, very uh, much involved in the first century for is Rome because they had Rome's ear. As long as they kept the Jews quiet, they were happy with that. 
So let's pick up in verse 20. Now, let's pick up with verse 19, or verse 18. I'll get it right in a minute. Verse 18. Now when they came, there was no small disturbance among the soldiers as to what could have become of Peter. When Herod had searched for him and had not found him, he examined the guards and ordered that they be led away to execution. He then went down from Judea to Caesarea and spending time there. And we've talked a lot about Caesarea being on the, on the coast. And, and Jerusalem and Judea was a little higher, so they went down, And as the Scripture says. Okay, verse 20. Now he, that's Herod, was very angry with the people at Tyre and Sidon, and with one accord they came to him, having one over Blastus, the king's chambermaid, and they were asking for peace because their country was fed by the king's country. On an appointed day, Herod, having put on his royal apparel, took his seat on the rostrum and began delivering an address to them. And the people kept crying out, The voice of a God, not of man. And immediately the angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give God the glory. And he was eaten by worms and died. <clears throat> uh, we have the Christian faith is um, we can back it up our friends f- from the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witness they don't have any history that we can go back and verify what happened Joseph Smith purportedly received um, the tablets and some reform hieroglyphics that nobody's ever seen and can't, can't vouch for. But, but we as Christians and as the Bible, archaeology and a lot of things have backed it up. Now you've heard us talk about Josephus. You know who Josephus was? He was a Jewish historian in the first century. He was he was not a he was not a Christian. He was he was a Jew, and he documented he documented what happened, and we have it in our hands. Art, hold up that back book a minute. That's the complete works of Josephus. Now, Josephus tells us what happened to Herod, and we know that from history. It was forty four. A.D. So therefore we know when James was killed. We can put a date to it. So Art's going to read what Josephus says about what Luke just said about Herod. Read it, honey. At which festival a great multitude was gotten together of the principal persons and such as were of dignity throughout his province. On the second day of which shows he put on a garment made wholly of silver and of a contexture truly wonderful and came into the theater early in the morning at which time the silver of his garment being illuminated by the fresh reflection of the sun rays upon it shone out after a surprising manner and was so resplendent as to spread a horror over those that looked intently upon him and presently his flatterers cried out one from one place and another from another though not for his good, that he was a god. And they added, 
Be thou merciful to us, for although we have hitherto reverenced thee only as a man, yet shall we henceforth own thee as superior to mortal nature. Upon this the king did neither rebuke them, nor reject their impious flattery. But as he presently afterwards looked up, he saw an owl sitting on a certain rope over his head, and immediately understood that this bird was the messenger of ill tidings, as it had once been the messenger of good tidings to him, and fell into the deepest sorrow. A severe pain also arose in his belly, and began in a most violent manner. He therefore looked upon his friends and said, I, whom you call a God, am commanded presently to depart this life. While providence thus reproves the lying words you just now said to me, and I, who was by you called immortal, am immediately to be hurried away by death. When he had said this, his pain became violent. And when he had been quite worn out by the pain in his belly for five days, he departed this life, being in the 54th year of his age and the seventh year of his reign. So, history proves what Luke said. Herod, he was flattered by what Josephus said. They flattered him. He kind of liked it. He didn't, he didn't say, don't do it. And God says, we're not going to have it. And he killed him right there. As Josephus says, it took a few days, but it was immediate. He felt it in his belly. So Herod Agrippa I is no more. Now why Luke put that in Acts? When you get to glory, you ask him. Because I have no clue. I have no clue. Alright. Now that picks us, picks us up to chapter 13. Now chapter 13, if you have a heading in your Bible, it says, First Missionary Journey. Now look at your map right quick, and we'll walk through this, and then when we read the Scripture, you'll, you'll see a little bit what we're talking about and we'll we'll back up a little bit on this you see the pink part that says Assyria and see Antioch up up there that's Antioch of Assyria now the problem is if you look over in about the middle of the of the the orange you see another Antioch but that's Antioch of Presidia. So there's two Antiochs, but we're going to start there with Antioch of Syria. And then you see the little dot that says Cilicia. And then you see the line that goes down to Cyprus, which is, uh, I can't pronounce that word, A-L-A-M-I-S, and then over to Pappus, and then up to Perga. That's as far as we're going to take it today. But this is encompassed in, in, in chapters 13 and 14, which is a year. It, it took chapter 13 and 14 is a year in span. We've talked about um, Scripture you know, being condensed and we read it as a narrative and we think it's, it's right quick, but it's not. You know, it's, this has taken a year. So, now let's pick up with the, the, 
the 13th chapter and when you see these names listed as cities you'll have a little idea of where we're talking about uh, let's pick up in verse 24 of chapter 12 but the word of the Lord continued to grow and to be multiplied and Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem where they had fulfilled their mission their, their mission taking along with them John who is called Mark now if you look back up to chapter 11 uh, we talked about this they took up a collection and, and in, uh, in Antioch and they says there was a famine and we want to take a collection for the saints in Jerusalem so they sent it by Barnabas and Saul and so they did and so now in verse 25 of chapter 11 of 12 Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem and if you see that on your little uh, map it starts in Jerusalem and they got a line up to Antioch so they returned uh, from there um, and they brought with them from Jerusalem John Mark now John Mark is Barnabas's cousin and we know that because of a scripture that's in Colossians that tells us that uh, John Mark was Barnabas's cousin so he brought him with him back to Antioch now verse 1 of chapter 13 now there were at Antioch in the church there were prophets and teachers now if you've been with us on Wednesday night and Pastor Larry has gone through um, 1 Corinthians and we've spent a lot of time on the gifts uh, the, the gifts that the, the Lord has given each of us and we've talked about pastors and teachers well here Luke is telling we have pastors and teachers and he lists five guys now according to what I've read this week they're very diverse very diverse people but they were in common and that's what the the gifts of the Spirit do do they bring us together for a common purpose so let's look at these five guys Barnabas Simeon who is called Niger Lucius of Cyrene Manon who was brought up with Herod the Tetrarch okay this guy was brought up, brought up not with the guy that just got eat up with worms but his father Herod the Tetrarch who was the same guy that tried to kill Jesus when he was a baby so this guy was brought up with, with this guy and then the last one that's mentioned here is Saul okay verse 2 while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting the Holy Spirit said set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them now we don't fast anymore honestly <laughs> we don't sometimes it's gotten a bad rap you know it's not it's not for losing weight it's it's not for a pious thing but it's to to just simply devote yourself to prayer 
And if you're going to devote yourself to prayer for that day, you just you just don't need to eat. You fast. You fast. And every time, just about, God moves in the hearts of people and countries and things and churches, fasting and prayer comes to play. So these five guys were fasting and praying. And the Holy Spirit told them, I don't know how he did it, Maybe one said this or another or it came as a consensus. But this says, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul. The Holy Spirit said that to this group. Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for a work that I want them to do. For a work that I want them to do. So the Holy Spirit is very much involved like He has entire of Acts. The Holy Spirit has moved and the Holy Spirit has told them. And so in this particular case, the Holy Spirit says, set them apart. Verse 3, And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. We've talked about laying on of hands. There's nothing magic about laying on of hands except it's a kind of a commissioning. We've done it here in this church. We'll do it on the 24th when we affirm these people. And it's, it's saying God's speed, God's blessings, God's be with you. If you were at my house and you were leaving and after a while we would have prayer before you left. And I would probably hold your hand and pray for you as you travel. It's just a blessing as you go, as you go. So they laid their hands on them and they blessed them. Now, verse 4. So being sent out, okay, the Holy Spirit sent them out. He didn't tell them where to go. He says, you got to send you out. But, he said, they went down to Cilicia and from there sailed to Cyprus. Okay, hold your finger there because we're going to come back real quick. And I so wish I had my notes. Look at, uh, look at chapter 4, verse 30, 35. And you remember Art's lesson where he laying at the apostles' feet was the sharing among the people. Chapter 4. Uh, now look at 30, verse 36 of Acts 4. Now Joseph, a Levite, of Cyprian birth who was also called Barnabas by the apostles which translated means son of encouragement. Barnabas was from Cyprus. He knew Cyprus. He was in Cilicia just a few miles from Antioch. He said let's go to Cyprus. 
Paul says, that's a good idea. Let's go to Cyprus. So they were, he was familiar with the island, and they went. This has nothing to do with Sunday school. I'm just a little postscript here. Anne and Phil Scott's daughter this summer, Gracie, spent a summer on Cyprus going to nursing school. That's, that's just trivia. That doesn't amount to anything. But Cyprus is a, is a place today, you know, very vital place today, and it's known as Cyprus. Now, when we talk about some of these countries as they go on up, or cities as we go on up, that's modern-day Turkey to give you a little picture of where it is today. But let's pick back up in verse 4. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Cilicia, and from there sailed to Cyprus. And when they reached Salamis, they began to proclaim the word of God in the synagogues and the Jews, and they also had John as their helper. This is John Mark. Verse 6, And when they had gone through the whole island as far as Pappas, they found a magician, a Jewish false prophet, whose name was Bar-Jesus, who was also with the proconsul. Now, the proconsul is a governor or a military commander of ancient Roman province. So he was in charge of everything that happened in Cyprus for the Roman government. He was there. He had a sidekick, this, this guy, whoever he was, um, he, he was a magician, he says. Verse 7, who was with the proconsul, a man of intelligence. This man summons Barabbas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. Now they had preached across the island. They had preached across the island. We'll see how effective they were in just a minute. But this proconsul had heard about them. And he says, y'all come talk to me. I want to hear you preach. That's Bill's paraphrase. I want to hear you preach. But this magician was there. Let's read what happens with, with him as we keep on going. Verse 8. But Elymas, the magician, for so his name is translated, you forgive my pronunciation of it, was opposing them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. The way I would hear it, Paul and, and Barnabas were trying to tell him what was going on, and this guy was trying to refute him, what he was saying. Um, we don't have any of that today, but you, you can kind of understand where we are coming from. You know, that they, they were just saying some things. Verse 10, <clears throat> verse 9, But Saul, who is also known as Paul, let me stop right there. From this point on, I, I hate to say always because from this point on, Saul is dropped. It's Paul. We don't talk about Saul anymore, but it's Paul. So from this point on, verse 9. But Saul, who is also known as Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, fixed his gaze on him and said, You are full of all deceit and fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness. You shall not cease to make crooked the straight ways of the Lord. 
Now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you will be blind and will not see the sun for a time. And immediately a mist and darkness fell upon him, and he went about seeking those who would lead him by the hand. Now, let's go back to when to when Peter and John were going into the temple earlier in Acts. And they saw this man that was lame from his mother's womb and they said, get up, you're healed. You remember that? He reached out and got him and immediately he was healed. He went running around and he was healed. That's the way God heals people right there. It was a miracle. The apostles had that power God gave it to them now later on when you read in some of the epistles that that Paul wrote he says apostle of the Lord Jesus this is the first miracle or apostleship so to speak that Paul did he told this guy he was full of the devil and you won't see for a season and he went blind whatever reason a miss and he was seeking somebody to lay him by the hand so Paul's apostleship was confirmed right here at this point in scripture now verse 12 then the proconsul believed when he saw what had happened being amazed at the teaching of the Lord the man had a heart he said, send for Paul and, and Barnabas. I want to hear them. This guy got in the way. Paul removed him. The man's heart was tender. And he came to know the Lord. Came to know the Lord. It's the same way today. You pray for the Lord to remove boundaries around the people that you're praying for that somebody would come in their life and share with them the gospel, the good news. Jesus loves you. He came. He died on a cruel cross for one reason, to save you. Nothing you could do, nothing you have done. It's just grace through faith. You believe, God saved you, and that's that. And so... This is what happened to the official there, the Roman official. Now, look at verse 13. Now, Paul and his companions came out of the, uh, of the, of the sea from Papas, and then they went to Pergia and Pamphylia. But John left them and returned to Jerusalem. So they sailed from Papas up to Pergia, and in John, for whatever reason, we don't know that either. He might have been homesick. It might have been too hard. We don't know. But he left Barnabas and, um, and, um, and Paul at that point, and he went back home. And so we'll see that in another area as we, uh, as we continue on in, in Mark. I mean in... Uh, in Acts. I'm going to stop right there and and we're going to pick up at verse 14 next Sunday.
Art's going to pick up at verse 14 next Sunday. And uh, maybe he won't forget his notes. And uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see. Any questions? Tim? The epistle is a writing. It, it's just a writing. We we call what what uh, you know Colossians. It, it's a letter. It's a it's a it's a letter. It's a letter. Okay, that's good. Anything else? The Holy Spirit was leading them all the way, and we'll see beginning next week where, where they continue on and they continue on and then the devil starts to move in and he winds up and um, Paul is stoned and left for dead and all of this stuff that happens but the word of the Lord moves on and it's amazing to me just, just by word of mouth how God moved uh, how he he's uh, moving a cotton and he moved an island here because uh, of what people said and what people did. They didn't have ABC, CBS, CNN, or nothing else. They didn't even have a good printer, and uh, so they couldn't get the couldn't get the word out. Except the best way to get the word out is I tell Ben, and Ben tells. Maryland and we go on from there and that's that's what that's what it's about <clears throat> you need to tell people that you couldn't come in contact with every day about Jesus but before you get to that point you need to ask the Holy Spirit to lead you lead you to the people that I need to speak to today okay have a great week Glad you folks are with us. Have a great time with us. You, you gonna go back pretty quick? Hope not. <laughs> <laughs>